Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between politics and the automobile retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is brought to you by AIADA Affinity Partner Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. Since 1997, Federated has partnered with AIADA to provide its members with superior business insurance and risk management solutions. Find out more at AIADA.org. Today, we're talking to Ember Brillhart, who is the State Government Relations Manager for Honda North America. She's based here in Washington, D.C., and directs state relations outreach and legislative activity for Honda in the U.S. Thanks for joining us here in the AIADA podcast studio, Ember. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really a uh, big fan of your Beltway Talk podcast. So well, thanks. Appreciate being Good to here. have you. Um, to start things off, can you tell us about your background here in Washington? I know that you have a law degree, so can you tell us how you ended up working in state government relations at Honda North America? Sure. Well, I came to Honda in, in 1998, straight from Albany, New York, where I was a lobbyist for a uh, medium-sized law firm. And one of our clients was actually Chrysler during the ZEV mandate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was pretty cool. We did a lot of ride and drives and really talked about the technology. And uh, ultimately, that experience helped me to land a job here at Honda to start their program. And I had no idea it would lead to this experience and change my life for these decades. So how long have you been with Honda? In August, it'll be 21 years. 21 years. Okay. All in the same state relations function. So I guess it's safe to say you like your job. <laughs> like my job. I consider our state team uh, to be my basically my third child. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us what a typical day in the office looks like for you and what the culture at Honda is like and how it contributes to your work? Well, a typical day for, for me and my team really is spent reading and doing a lot of talking. Our team uh, tracks over 250,000 bills a year. We're responsible for mm-hmm. all of Honda's product lines, cars and power sports, power equipment, airplanes, and a big finance company in all 50 states. Since they're highly regulated products and services, it keeps our three-member team pretty busy. We also spend a significant amount of time in close contact with our lobbyists and our colleagues and our trade associations to share information. And of course, we're in constant communication with our uh, clients back Mm -hmm. in the business all over the U.S. Sounds like a really busy day for you. Um, what, What is your favorite thing about your job? Well, my favorite thing about my job is the fact that it's just simply not the same thing every day. We never know. And we go from issue to issue on any single phone call. We we can change to ultimately different topics, uh, wide ranging from production issues to ultimately franchise or something like Lemon Law. Wow. Um, what is your favorite thing about working in the auto industry? A bit of an adventure and adrenaline junkie. I've always enjoyed enjoyed that the industry is ever-changing and we cover a wide variety of issues. There's mm-hmm. always a new issue du jour. And uh, to be completely honest, it's always got the new spin that makes it fresh and sometimes frustrating. Yeah, well, the auto industry is always changing. Uh, <laughs> yes. As manager of Honda's state relations, can you tell our listeners what kind of policy issues you typically work on? Oh, our team works on topics such as chemicals, finance, recalls, counterfeit airbags, parts, autonomous and connected vehicles, LEV, ZEV, privacy, human resources, you name it, we got it. Pretty much everything under the sun. (laughs) 
Um, and just a curveball for you, but is there one issue that you, or one or two issues that you've been working on a lot more recently, more than others? We tend to work on the safety initiatives more. Okay. Honda really uh, is a leader in some safety initiatives, especially at the state levels. Uh, so we're really focused on that and spend a lot of our time on that. How do you think working in state government relations differs from working on government relations at the federal level? The state timing is vastly different on the state side than on the federal side. It's very short. Many sessions are compressed. Some of them have 30 days, 60 days. Uh, there's a great deal of overlap, and mm -hmm. uh, we often find ourselves needing to be in different places at different times. And with only three people, we really have uh, quite a challenge mm -hmm. in terms of that. Uh, but the reality is these issues really are being dealt with on the state side because of the federal gridlock and the fact that some of these issues aren't being addressed there. Mm -hmm. Now, I know Honda has been working to pass anti-counterfeit airbag legislation across the states. Could you share with listeners more about this effort and what the legislation would do? Sure. Uh, it's actually something I'm really very proud of. Our parts department came to us about four years ago and said that they were seeing a dramatic increase in counterfeit parts coming in to the United States. It was a problem not just mm -hmm. for Honda, but for other autos as well. And they got very concerned when they started to see uh, safety, mm -hmm. safety components. And so uh, they were, what was happening was they were entering the U.S. illegally. They were being sold online and being listed as genuine OEM parts. Mm -hmm. There was no intention of being offering any safety in them. Uh, oftentimes we've had these tested and, and turned out they were often empty or stuffed with newspapers. Uh, we even saw a few that were rolled up and after they'd been wow. deployed and, and some even had lipstick marks where they actually had hit uh, wow. and impacted the passenger. So this bill actually allows state prosecutors to take action uh, in the event that the federal government can't because the current law on federal side actually only relates to violations of trademark mm -hmm. law. So those that have the company logo or trademark. And the reality is that uh, only one airbag in a vehicle has that. There's nine others that don't. So those often are left into the stream of commerce and Homeland Security can't pick them up. Mm -hmm. And so they're put out there. So this gives actually state prosecutors an opportunity to seize those and keep them from getting in stream of traffic commerce. Very interesting topic. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, moving on to dealer advocacy efforts. In your opinion, how do you think Honda dealers can get involved at the state level to make a difference and advocate for some of the issues that we've discussed today? Oh, our dealers are our key partners in the business. And for that reason, we honestly, we have much more in common than we don't. I think we just continue to have our open dialogue and communication. I urge any of your dealers to contact me for any legislative issue or ideas you may have. For the counterfeit issue, we appreciate all the support the dealers have given us in these 21 states. They've testified, they've lobbied, they've done letters of support. So we'd th honestly, I'd be thrilled to have any dealer propose <laughs> coming and putting a bill in and walk in the halls uh -huh. with us. That would be awesome. Cool. Well, I always like to wrap up by asking my guests a couple of less serious questions. In your <laughs> case, I've got a few right here. Um, first, what do you like to do in your free time, Ember? Well, as a mom of two active 
kids on travel ice hockey and, and baseball and softball teams, I really don't have a whole lot of free time. <laughs> um, but one of the things I do do is I, I enjoy hockey very much. Uh, we're a hockey family. And I do watch the New York Rangers throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. And we do play, I do play hockey myself. So every year when the school kids get done with their programs in the summer, the moms have a mom's hockey group. And so while I'm not destined for the WNHL, I am an adrenaline <laughs> junkie and I enjoy the freedom and, and the thrill of hockey, if you will. They're a hockey family. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is not a trick question, but what is your dream car? <laughs> well, I'm not sure I, I have a dream car these days, given the practicalities of my kids. However, Indeed. I always wanted a 1968 Corvette in a bright red color. Huh. Um, as those of you who fought, may follow me on Twitter, I'm pretty pretty vocal about my love for my red uh, <laughs> Civic. <laughs> and I uh, call it my red rocket. So I... Uh, I would say I like a little fast red sports car. Okay. <laughs> I what? would love to have the NSX, but I'm not going to be able to see that in my driveway anytime soon. I don't know if that would hold hold your <laughs> your hockey crew. That's right. Uh, what do you drive right now? I, I drive a 2018 Honda Civic, the rail I read, okay. uh, the touring edition, but my car was built. My next uh, Red Rocket 2.0 was built uh, earlier this month, and I'm waiting oh, a delivery yes. to the dealership. So. Oh, very And exciting. kind of impatient about it, actually. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> that. Uh, have you been reading or watching anything interesting that you can recommend for listeners? Well, I, I really enjoy fiction to give me a break from real life. And so uh, this year I've been doing some historical fiction and mm-hmm. uh, one book that really stood out for me is A Gentleman in Moscow by M.O.R. Tolls. Mm-hmm. And he chronicles the life of a Russian aristocrat who uh, was charged with being too much of an aristocrat by a Bolshevik tribunal. And he had to live the rest of his life in a luxury hotel. And uh, hmm. it talks about all the different characters and, and uh all the people he meets while he spends his entire life inside the walls of the hotel. I might need to check that one out. It's pretty fun. Uh, what is the best thing about working for Honda? Oh, the Honda philosophy is by far the best thing that has me bleeding Honda red. I've been doing that for over two decades. And the, and the reality is that the corporate mission to be a company society wants mm-hmm. to exist is not just talk. It really is uh, applicable in all the conversations we have in our lobbying style, in our the decisions and positions we make. It really is what is the right thing to do and what is something that will help support being a company society wants to exist. Uh, my pride in the company actually has grown with each year of service at Honda. I've never mm-hmm. been ashamed or of our actions or our positions and there's been lots of opportunities as a lobbyist Mm -hmm. to take a position on something in a way that might not be personally satisfying but that's never happened here i've never compromised or done or been asked to do anything that would make me unable to sleep about it at night good well i really appreciate you joining us in the podcast studio ember is there anything you'd like to wrap up this episode of beltway talk no thank you jess i really appreciate you having me here. It's a really great series and I look forward to continuing to hear it. Thanks again for joining us in the studio, Ember. And thank you listeners for tuning in. You can feel free to drop us a line and let us know of any topics or guests you might like to hear from on future podcasts. My email is oliverh at aiada.org. Make sure to join us again for the next episode of Beltway Talk.